Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code. My name is Paul Abernathy, and welcome to today's podcast. On this episode, we're going to go over another email that I received from somebody. And so I figured we would discuss that, that email and, uh, and kind of dig into what it's all about and try to answer this question. So let me get to the email. Okay, and so the email says, since RV Parks Article 551 is in Chapter 5, does the requirements of 551.71 for 30 ampere and 50 ampere receptacles allow these particular receptacles to be of the non-GFCI protected even though 210.8 requires outdoor receptacles in these ratings to be GFCI protected? Okay, so that's the question. And this one here happens to be just a, a fundamental uh, misunderstanding maybe in something that they clearly know. They, they know this. I know they know this. That we're dealing with an issue of, of 90.3 and an understanding of chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4 apply generally throughout the code. And 5, 6, and 7 can modify those that are in chapters 1 through 7. In this case, we have chapter 5, which is modifying something that's in chapter 2. Okay, so some of the background, because they don't really have it in the question, but I kind of know where they were going. And I, and I also think this stems from a post that was on our message board, as well as in another forum. And it's a good question, uh, because it kind of helps us discuss the fundamentals of how the code works. So in this question, they're concerned with the fact that we had a change in the 2017 code that required uh, GFCI protection Okay, in other than dwelling areas, in expanded use based on 150 volts uh, to ground applications. So again, it's going to be 12208 or 12240 applications, whereas to ground any of the, any of the phases are 150 or less to ground. Uh, and and then of course the the nuances in that have a lot to do with the thresholds as well, and that was for the 150 volts to less, if it was single phase receptacles, it was 50 amperes or less. And if it was three phase, it was the same 150 volts to ground, which means that's why it would be a three phase uh, setup like a 12208. Uh, then it also has to do, but in three phase, it's 100 amperes or less. So the, 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 the ampere level just puts us in the category, but you have to understand what it is from any, any given phase to ground connection. So when you take that measurement, Okay, so 12240s, 12208s, those type of things are going to fall in this. If it's a 277 to ground, obviously it's not in the scope of this. Okay? All right, anyway, a couple things to remember that when you're dealing with 210.8b, other than dwellings, it is part of Chapter 2, so it's a basic rule. And there's other rules in here for outsides and things like that and, and unfinished portions of areas. And we've talked about that in other podcasts where we have the rules where 210.8b, which is, again, dealing with other than dwelling units, is pretty all-encompassing. However, as we know, chapters 5, 6, and 7 can modify other chapters. So this is a classic example where that actually uh, takes place. So if we go back to the actual question, and I read it, and, and here was my response to the gentleman uh, on the forum so that we can kind of make sure you, know, you understand the response. I said, in my opinion, 
Chapter 5 modifies or amends Chapter 2, and in this case, that would be aligned with Code Making Panel 7, which is formerly Code Making Panel 19, uh, as their opinion. Uh, the reason I know this is because they state that in the panel's response, and they make a statement, and I'll go over that in a second. It's, I also go on to tell the gentleman, I said, GFCI requirements are clear in 551.71F, to only apply to 15 and 20 amp year receptacles as written in the 2017 National Electrical Code. Uh, but it, but uh, it did cause quite a bit of debate and it did spawn some public inputs that were sent in. And those public inputs really were to clarify the difference because they felt like maybe there's some ambiguity to the way the code was written. And I didn't believe so because it was very clear that Chapter 5 is modifying something that's in Chapter 2. All right, but at any rate, clarity is always better, and anytime we can go for clarity, that's that's a good thing. So, it was presented to the 2020 NFPA's uh, uh, Electrical Code Committee uh, Code Making Panel Seven again, which is not used to be 19. If you're looking back in the that, that dealt with Article 551, but now it's been reorganized, so it's Code Making Panel Seven. Seven code making we used to be dealing with wire and cable and all that kind of stuff. Now that's been integrated into code panel six. So it's just kind of been a little bit of a shakeup. Okay. Now, one of the statements that the code panel stated on one of the submittals that actually was presented to this issue for clarity, who believes that 210.8B should apply to these locations where you might have GFCI receptacles or you might have these 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 values that are 150 volts to ground. Uh, and those same thing. He said, the resolution for the panel said, quote, now, it said, GFCI protection requirements are specific to the recreational vehicle park, and 210.8B does not apply. Now, that specifically came from the code-making panel. Okay? So, also, when I went in and looked at it a little more, it said, in the 2020 first revision, uh, which incidentally was passed in the public input stage, and it went through the two-thirds vote, and it only had two negative votes. Uh, and those ne- one of those negative votes obviously came by NEMA because they represent the manufacturers that you know make these devices, the GFCIs, and of course they're all about expanding the use. Although they do save lives, and we're all you know that's it is what it is. Uh, you know the manufacturer sometimes becomes the the uh, uh, the target of some of the negative stuff, but again, if it wasn't for the manufacturer bringing stuff to market, you wouldn't have stuff in market, right? So um, we do know that GFCIs change and save lives. So I, I get it. They they don't believe that you know if it's good for the goose, why is it good for the gander? Not good for the gander. I get it. If it's if it's required in two ten dot eight a, I mean b, why wouldn't it be required here? Well, the code making panel made it very clear that. It doesn't apply to those that are 30 amps or more because it's less likely that you're going to have a cord and plug application other than the direct connection to something like a um, mobile, uh, the mobile home or the recreational home directly. Okay, the feed to that, you know, uh, application. So uh, they didn't feel that the exposure was the same for 30 and 50 amp as it was for the 15 and 20 because generally those sizes. Uh, Typically, the 30 amp or the 50 is what you'd get on a home that would be used in these recreational areas. Uh, but the 15 and 20 in those tent locations, for example, or some of the aspects that require those servicing type receptacles to be there for other things are going to be cord and plug, and you're going to be plugging them in and out. So they felt that it was less of a hazard when it came to once you plug in the 30 amp or the 50 amp receptacle uh, plug, attachment plug into that to power your 
RV, at that point, the RV has integrated protection, whether it's near the sinks or GFCI protection or whatnot, incorporated into the RV. Whereas the 15 and 20 amps still pose a hazard because people are going to plug things like lamps in it or, or you know something into it uh, on that site. And of course, you have the tent sites as well in an RV park. So to me, it makes sense. Um, whereas under 210.8B, you very easily could have people plugging in portable type of things of that ampacity value into those locations. So this is very specific to the RV. It does amend chapter two in my belief. And again, obviously the code making panel seven, which was formerly code making panel 19. Obviously they believe that as well. Because again, if I read to you a direct quote or a panel statement from that panel, it said, weather resistant receptacles are now required to, to reflect changes in the product standards for power outlets. The exception for 20 ampere tamper resistant receptacles is located is relocated to A from F as it only applies to the 20 amp receptacle required by A. So that's kind of a fundamental change, not really what we're talking about. Uh, it also went on to say, and I'll paraphrase down, it ended up saying list item F was actually separated into 15 and 20 amp receptacles and it had an item 2 which says 30 and 50 amp receptacles to clarify that compliance with section 210.8b is not required for item number two. And that's what they meant previously, and all they did was now take it, because previously it only required 15 and 20 amps to be, and I'm a belief that 551, in this case, oops, hold on, I lost my screen. I'm I'm a believer that uh, 551.71f really only dealt with 15 and 20 amperes. Okay, so 210.8b didn't apply because chapter 5 specifically modified chapter 2 for their use and their need and their application. And the co-making panel recodified that in their statement. And that's where we're at now in the 2020 process. Okay, Now, whether it makes it to the public comment stage, whether it makes it beyond that, or somebody removes this, I believe that the, there's only two negatives, so there is the majority, and you have to sway a lot more people. So I'm sure NEMA and the manufacturers of these devices will put in a response. Fine. But if they didn't sway them during the public input stage, I'm pretty sure they're not going to sway them during the public comment stage. Um, but, of course, we, after that, we have another one. You have a nitmam that they could go and, and you know fight the good fight. I know I've been there, done that. So at the end of the day, Dash wanted to clarify that question. So... To summarize, 30 and 50 amp receptacles on the RV sites are not required to be GFCI protected. The 15 and 20 amps are, and that remains the same, unchanged. 210.8B does not apply to Article 551.71 item F. Doesn't apply. Okay? So just wanted to clarify that because that's a prime example of understanding the concepts between what 90.3 says in understanding that we have the rules and requirements that are in uh, chapters 1 through 4 as a general. And of course, then we have the 5, 6, and 7, which can actually modify that application. And so it's real important to, to understand how that code arrangement works. And it's pretty clear in 90.3. All right. So hopefully that answered that question for the gentleman. Um, encourage you to visit our message board. Go to our website, masterthenec.com, or go to electricalcodeacademy.com, whichever one you want to go to. I recommend you go to electricalcodeacademy.com. But anyway, that's up to you. Both will get you there. 
and in, in fact, there's about 20 other URLs that will get you there. But once you get there, you'll have social media. You'll have a link to what's called the the forum gets you an account on that forum. It's a place that you can go and post questions. You won't be belittled. You won't be uh, told there's every there's no stupid questions. Just ask your questions so we can get you an answer. Uh, that's the whole goal here. People make this too difficult. Everybody wants to pound their chests too much. No, let's just find answers. My opinion is my opinion. You can have your opinion. NFPA will have their opinion. Uh, the handbook will have its opinion. Everybody's got opinions. Well. Look at the sources, and if you trust their opinion, that's what you go with. But you yourself might even have an opinion. So anyway, that's my opinion, and hopefully you, uh, and obviously the code-making panel agrees with that opinion, and those are the individuals that help craft the code. It is not NFPA that crafts the code. They compile the data, but those aren't the individuals that actually write the code. You and me are the ones that actually write the code. There you go. All right, folks. God bless. Till next time, stay safe. And again, if you need to reach out to us and ask a question like this gentleman did, simply send it to info, that's I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com or info at electricalcodeacademy.com. And we're more than happy to answer your code questions to the best of our ability. Thanks again. God bless. Stay safe.